Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Maybe you'd influenced inadvertently the parent of that child. I mean, um, um, I could have done. You know, a few people did email us to say they bought Udi's after the, <laughs> after Udi Gate. Um, oh. But you can get ones from Primark and stuff that are cheap knockoffs. Cheap yeah. knockoffs, yeah. Which another cheap knockoff. What is it? A blanket with a hood. It has nice. a pocket that's so big and fluffy that if I put <laughs> my phone in it, I have been known to walk around the house for ten minutes going, "Where's my phone?" Because I can't even. I can't feel that it's in the Udi because it's so big and fluffy. <laughs> She went to put magnesium onto her Tesco delivery and she yeah. sent a screenshot of, of the Tesco delivery. <laughs> you can see that she searched magnesium. It says, no products found for magnesium. Showing closest matching products. Tesco finest Sauvignon Blanc, 75 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 137 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. We've got a lot to get through this episode, not least because of the reaction to my controversial park run comments last episode. So, of course, that means we spend the first 20 minutes discussing Udi's for kids and British summertime. Then we truck on with some dedicated running chat. I've just completed my penultimate long run before the London Marathon, so we have thoughts about that and there's a small tangent off into stress incontinence. If you know, you know. Holly discusses what she should train for next. Should this be a 10k or a virtual thing or a cumulative thing? At the moment, she's enjoying no pressure training, but we know that goals are our friend, so there are a few things to ponder here. And then, of course, the park run controversy continues. We had a full mailbag this week with plenty of you weighing in on the debate. So we talk about your thoughts and how we can create more of a non-competitive atmosphere for our weekly meetups. Hello, hello, hello. Now, do sign up to be a patron of the Women's Running Podcast on Patreon. Confusingly, this is spelt P-A-T-R-E-O-N. 
If you're in the Cheer Squad tier, which is just £6 a month, you'll be able to listen to exclusive monthly podcasts, which we've decided to call The Extra Mile, created specially so you've always got a bit extra to listen to on your long runs, in which we promise to do our best to talk about anything apart from running. The fourth one is available right now. Do sign up at patreon.com forward slash women's running and go and have a listen. If you've already sprung forward, let's... Um... <laughs> oh, God. Well, I find it really genuinely confusing and it gives me a form of, I, I'm sure, jet lag. <laughs> it makes me feel so weird. And I'm such a little routine creature. And I think that... Um, I I have my little habits and little patterns and like I wake up at the same time and I go to bed at the same time every day and switching that out by an hour I'm I, I just I can't get over the fact that like right now it is technically 10:47 <laughs> and for the listener it's 11:40 it says 11:47 on the clock but Doug thinks that I'm allowed to say that for like a day but I do it for like 2 weeks <laughs> it takes you that, that it takes long. It so long. <laughs> so he said he was going to attack me every time I talked about the clocks at the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. I think mm. it is discombobulating. I think there is something about like, um, like I, I woke up yesterday, the, the kids woke me up and, um, and I was like, oh yeah, eight o'clock. Well done kids. And then suddenly realizing actually, no, it's seven. It's you seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we didn't go to bed until quarter past tw- quarter past midnight last night <gasps> because we couldn't get tired yeah. because it all felt slightly, it just all felt really, it felt like, it felt like 11 o'clock and usually I would kind of like go to bed at about 11-ish um, mm. and with the aim of sort of being asleep by like half past, uh, quite a late, quite a late person I am. That's probably you later are. than a lot of people. Um, but I don't have to worry about getting up for kids in the morning. I just roll out of bed. I, all I need is enough time for a coffee and to put my pajamas on even. I don't put, I was about to say get dressed, put an UDA oh, on over the top. Right, I'm okay. so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, oh, Holly, I forgot. To, I have to tell have you. Have you got something really exciting? Really exciting, right? Because I just remembered when you said mm-hmm. Ludi. So I took the kids mm. to gymnastics on Wednesday. I know this is massive tangent. And mm-hmm. Felix's friend turned up. Who It was her first time at gymnastics. And she was wearing your Udi. The avocado one. Oh, oh, I have seen that they've started doing small people ones. Because <laughs> yeah. if Felix tried to wear my Udi, for example, mm. it would be, I mean, it'd actually be comedy gold. <laughs> but it, it would you she would be completely swamped in it She'd it would be like love a, it she oh, would she love it would but yeah but it would be like just a small mouse to... in a bag it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't you wouldn't be able to see her at all but I have noticed that they've just started doing ones for small people oh yeah. that's lovely was Felix yeah. jealous uh Oh, yeah, not fast, actually. No, I think she was. <laughs> I was like, oh, They're shit. quite pricey, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are quite How pricey. How much is a child's ED? I think the grown-up ones are sort of 60, it. 70 quid. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, <gasps> I didn't buy mine. It was a very kind present. Um, oh. But you can get ones from Primark and stuff that are... Cheap knockoffs. Cheap yeah. knockoffs, yeah. Which, I love a cheap knockoff. What is it? A blanket in a with with a hood? A like, 
It doesn't does it have a pocket even? It does actually. It has nice. a pocket that's so big and fluffy that if I put my <laughs> phone in it, I have been known to walk around the house for 10 minutes going, where's my phone? Because I can't even, I can't feel that it's in the Udi because it's so big and fluffy. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, well, I'm glad to be, to share the avocado trend with some very fashionable eight, nine-year-olds. Influence, maybe you'd influenced inadvertently the parent of that child. I mean, and, and, I could have done. Yeah. A few people did done. email us to say they bought Udi's after the, <laughs> after Udi Gate. Well, it's <laughs> it's Udi good. Uh, yeah, I do. I would. An Udi influencer feels like it works. Speaking of, of influencers, um, mm. I'm going to, so we've had like a lot of emails and mm. I will do what we usually would do in that we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We'll talk, we'll talk our usual talk, but yes. I may pepper a couple in throughout the conversation because there are so many that I wanted to reference. And yeah. this isn't us being influencers, but it just, it was very, uh, it was very brand on brand for the pod. And I thought, um, I would mention it. Uh, yeah. But we had an email from a lovely listener called Tanya who sent a screenshot that I wish I could share with you, but I don't have the technical ability to do that. Um, but it was she, after the last pod where we talked about magnesium, um, oh, yeah. she went to put magnesium onto her Tesco delivery and she yeah. sent us a screenshot of the, uh, of the Tesco delivery. <laughs> and it says, you can see that she searched magnesium. It says, no products found for magnesium, showing closest matching products. <laughs> Tesco finest, Sauvignon Blanc, 75 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that that's based on what on Tesco's AI of our podcast <laughs> listeners who all searched, went off and searched for magnesium, couldn't find it, bought Savvy B instead. And and a Tesco finest Savvy B. A Tesco you know, finest like, Savvy B. In fact, yeah, I, I think I, I recognize the, the very one, a £7.50-er. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, great value. Yeah, good, on. good value these days. Good bloody value these days. <laughs> it is, it is. When your Villa Maria is at least a tenner, Christ, it's bonkers. Apparently, the average shop costs um, twice as much. So I'm going to have to look over to my own personal Richard Osmond in the studio. <laughs> Doug is in the corner of the room today for this recording, though not listening. <laughs> Doug, I think twice as much. Oh, he's not sure. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to um, make I, a blanket well, I, statement without without yeah, double checking. But I'm pretty sure double the price that it was this time last year. Something like I that. I would say anecdotally, my Sainsbury's shop has gone up. I don't know if it's gone up by a hundred percent, but it's definitely gone up by. I'd say seventy five percent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's bonkers. It is bonkers. Yeah, even just popping in and getting little bits from co-op. We did a we did little bits on the way home last night. We'd gone for dinner with some friends. Yeah. And how can you possibly have a Sunday without having some monster munch before uh, after your dinner before you go to sleep? So we went exactly. to go and get some little crispy bits. And it's even those shops are like a, a surprising amount if you're just going and getting little snacky bits. It's really sad because it probably means it that I should cut out the snacks. Oh no, don't cut out snacks. They're the cheapest bit. It's the fresh food you want to cut out, Hole, she says. Speaking yeah, of Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. It was when when we did our um our first vegan shop, I've I'm sorry I've told this on the podcast before, but I mm. remember being completely shook because I usually our weekly shop, and this might be quite a lot 
Mm. Let me know if this is. But ours is like about a hundred quid for the two of us for the week. Mm. And um, I'm sure that like we could spend less. It's just that there will be things like wine and crisps, etc., in there. So I um and probably a couple of easy things that always cost more money than you think, like a pasta thing you can stick in the oven or whatever. Those mm. are always much more than I think they're gonna be. Um and the first time in January when we did a veganuary shop, I was like, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be like 60 quid. Because we yeah. I, I also was doing not drinking very much in Jan. So we didn't buy any booze, we didn't buy any um any meat well we wouldn't buy meat mm. anyway but we didn't buy any we didn't buy any cheese we didn't buy any dairy we didn't buy anything like that and it was 100 yeah. quid <laughs> and I was so yeah. sad <laughs> yeah it made it, it did actually I have to say from because I went from meat to mm. vegan and it did mean that the family I was going to say suffered as a result um they definitely which is which would be unfair to vegans they didn't suffer they just had to go along with me a little bit they they mm. definitely had meat as well um but it did mean that I wasn't doing things like buying like a whole chicken to roast and I was buying you know and I wasn't buying expensive right red meat is definitely really expensive and I wasn't buying that so I did notice a difference of not That's having good. meat but yeah. it was expensive because I also bought loads of kind of crappy stuff to put in the freezer. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's what I know um, I could cut down on is like, you know, like mock meats and stuff like that that are really expensive. Yeah. Um, lovely, but really expensive. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. I've got a real and, thing now. There's there's a kind of is it um, is it the this isn't range? Oh, God, that's so good. So some of those the I never bacon. got on with like. Like yeah, no the the, the you bacon didn't like the like, did you? The yeah, the sausages are very strange. But there's I a love breaded. The, this isn't sausage. Uh, basically, a chicken nugget thing that they do, which I cooked for the whole family, and none of them liked it but me. Not even Dave. Dave was like, "Oh no, don't like that." Really? Um, yeah, which means I'm flying through it. I absolutely love oh, them. I love them too. I have them in a wrap mm. sometimes. I had that on Friday for my Friday so treat nice. lunch. I had those. Oh, I tell you what, though, oh, the green so cuisine good. one. The green cuisine one, I, I tucked in. The green they're, cuisine they're dippers? I know, oh, hang on, because you sound as though you're excited. Oh, yeah. Do you not like those? Oh, my God. It was the wrongest mouthfeel ever. It was like oh, biting no. into kind of mush. <laughs> it was like someone had eaten chicken and chewed it and then spat it back out, spat it back out again and then breaded it. That's what it tasted like. Ooh, That's why I like it. Nostal <laughs> nostalgic. done the hard work for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I quite uh, like those. I like those. I find them a, a good cheap alternative. I mean, they're not they're not probably they're not as good as a corn nug, are they? But Oh, corn nugs, they rule. They do they rule. rule. They do rule. Yeah. Um, I do love those. If I'm gonna have a really naughty, like ba if I'm gonna have a beige tea, you know, like oh, yes. nugs, chips, whatever it <laughs> beans, garlic bread, whatever it is, then I would probably <laughs> opt for a corn nug of all yeah, things. But they are I, we do usually have some of those those green cuisine dippers in the freezer and I, oh. I i like those but maybe esther i have mm. got shit taste now because i've been a veggie for too long and i don't know what it's like i don't know what a real lovely goujon is like anymore yeah well maybe maybe that uh, i don't know i mean that's i don't think it's that you've got shit taste it's that i've got shit taste i'm i'm so kind of meat focused aren't i and but i don't know if it's because it it's not like meat that I don't like because I don't like 
fakeness necessarily. Mm. I'm I'm happy that corn nuggets for me, they don't taste like chicken nuggets. They taste like corn nuggets. And I like that taste. Yeah, because really if you bit into if you I remember as a kid enjoying a nug every so often and then mm. um and then going to we went to like a a, I mean, it was probably it was probably a pub, but it felt like going to a posh restaurant or something when I was little. And um, I had a breaded goujon that was essentially probably just like a little strip of chicken breast that had then been covered in breadcrumbs and like you know mm. it might actually have even been like beer battered or whatever. It was like battered, and yeah. I remember being like, "Absolutely fuck this!" It was well, because it didn't taste fake enough at all. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think actually, out of you know, when you're having a goujon or a dipper or something, do you want? Would you want to bite into it and it be like chicken breast? No, you want it to be. Yeah, bits where you're like, I, is there a beak in this? Maybe, but <laughs> could, that's, could be. that's yeah. the joy of a corn nug, is you know, there's not, <laughs> there's no beak, no, no beak, no, no toenails. I think no. um, that the, the difference for me is the it's that bite that it's a bit like the difference between. Haribo with gelatin in it and a fizzy Colin with no gelatin in it, yeah. which is much, much softer and, and preferable as far as I'm concerned. And I, so I think that with um, a corn nugget, you just, yeah, you're biting all the way through. There's no give. No. <laughs> there's nothing like that. And yeah, you're right. You're, you're not going to hit a beak on the way down either. No, which is... not, there's no danger <laughs> of, of beaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, we're I 12 do, minutes um... in. Should we, should we, um, should oh, we yeah, talk about shit. running? Okay, you're listening. <laughs> To the women. that's my hey. new favorite thing to do is to is, yeah yeah people must be <laughs> so confused if they never listened before um tell me about yours because yours is going to be so much more exciting if you follow esther on the gram i'm sure you would have clocked that she ran a very long run on sunday sunday or saturday saturday i did it saturday. um yeah i did i was so um so london marathon uh at time of record is four weeks away I think scarily enough um so this was my penultimate long run um and I've got my last long run to do this weekend and then it's two weeks of taper and then it's marathon that's the way that my training plan is uh so I did 20 miles on Saturday amazing um, which I'm really yeah I'm really pleased I've done it it's obviously it's really nice to have it behind me, but I do yeah. have like a 21, 22 staring me in the face next weekend. But I think for me, um, and it and it was fine. It was fine. I set off really, really slowly. I was doing a, a, a route I knew mostly flat. I got my gels were fine. I could probably have done without having a glass of wine the night before, but that was fine. Um, everything oh, you've was got to fine. Take the wins though, haven't you? That's what I've struggled yeah. with most with my regime of not being I've only allowed myself to drink on Friday and Saturday nights that I also that's the logical time to do your run the next morning so I've had to fully accept that now runs are fueled by Sabby B otherwise yeah, there'd be no be joy done. left in the world yeah exactly exactly I will not drink for the week before the London Marathon mm-hmm. um, but otherwise I'm not going to restrict it I don't think and I don't really drink that much anyway so I know it'll be fine um, so yeah so it's fine and I but I did have to I mean it was a slog and it was really, really muddy, which is just frustrating. So um, I was wearing road shoes and I was slipping about like a bastard, you know, kind of mm-hmm. on the towpath. It was all over the place. Um, so that I just find that annoying. Um, but it was fine. Um, and I did I, what I had to do to get through it. I had to do this. I had to do chunking, which... 
Yeah, Josie tell Perry me more. I I don't <laughs> yeah. remember Josie talking about chunking. Did we, she talk about, about it, it on the pod with us? I can't remember if she talked about it. We've, we've talked about it as a strategy with her and I can't remember if it's because it's in her book or um, because we talked about it on the pod. But basically, it's I saw just you divi- mention chunking, yeah, and I was like, it sounded like, it sounded like chonky seal. It sounded like yeah. I had no idea what you were referring to. And there was there was someone who um, sounds like a new under, dance craze. It do, doesn't it? Do the chunk? Do the chunk? Um, <laughs> <laughs> up there with flossing. Um, I, um, which I can do. Um, mm. I, I, uh, yeah. There was a, a woman um, commented underneath that, just sort of saying, "Was it something to do with vomiting?" And it was like, actually, it does sound as though it's something to do with that, but it's not. It's basically dividing your run up into little chunks yes it does sound like vomiting so, sorry that's just hit does, me what, yeah it? yeah blowing it really chunks does. is that something yeah, you say a, yeah yeah it's a super unpleasant word um but yes. what it's describing is yeah, d- yeah dividing up your your run into manageable chunks which I was kind of I've always done anyway um with longer runs because of the nutrition thing which I've said before but I think it bears repeating because it's so, so fucking useful. To, mm-hmm. um, so what I do before I go for a, this long run, so so say with, with this 20 mile run, I sit there with my gels in front of me and I've got precision hydration, which I'm going to put in my water. Um, and with my gels, I figure out where I'm going to start taking them. So once I start taking them, I know that I'm going to take them at three mile intervals. So, um, so I think to myself, right, I'll take the first one at maybe five miles. Yeah. So then I sit there going five, eight, you know, so on and so forth, all the way up to twenty. Yeah. To now a huge convert to this method after the Absolutely famous two Haribos every five k method that I employed in the Paris half, as recommended Perfect. by <laughs> no one. <laughs> But it, as a mental strategy, it's brilliant. So as a good. nutritional strategy, maybe less good, but but as yeah. a mental strategy, absolutely brilliant. It's it's for me, it's great. So it meant that for quite a lot of my runs, so it takes me almost a mile, sometimes a bit more than a mile, to to eat the whole gel. Yeah, and then I've got two more miles to go before I take the next one. So in my head, I'm either thinking. Eight, 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 eight. But you know, before I get to eight miles, or I'm thinking eleven, 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 mm-hmm. eleven. So I just have that in my head, and all I'm thinking of is getting to that bit, getting to eleven miles, getting to you know fourteen miles or seventeen miles, so yeah. I can take the next one. Um, so that's really fine. But then what I also found I was doing like towards the end of the run, the, particularly the last kind of six miles or so, where it was I was really struggling. I have to be honest, and I kept on looking at my watch and thinking, can I run any slower? And then thinking. I don't know. I don't know if anyone can feasibly run any slower than I am currently running. Oh, me! Um, if, if you're ever wondering. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what I was doing, particularly for the last mile, we know what the last mile is like, right? It's absolutely horrific of any run, whether it's like five miles or ten miles or fifteen miles. So my last mile, pretty much every single time I do a long run, my last mile is back along the towpath. It's a particular stretch I know all too well. And it just looks like pain in my yeah, like in 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 my sights. So I know every turn in that path. So what I was then doing was reducing my chunks to tiny little visual clues. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like the pub, the pub, the pub. Not as in I wanted to go, but I did want to go. Oh yeah, was it the the it was the George the Mill and the George? <laughs> what a, what a lovely so selection of pubs at that bit of the so towpath. 
it is great. So I was like, George, George, George. And so as soon as I got to George, I knew that then beyond the George, there's a little, um, there's a little bridge. Yeah. So that's about maybe a third of a mile on. So I was like, bridge, 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 bridge. Just need to get the bridge. Just need to get the bridge. Pigs, pigs, (laughs) pigs. Did you do that one? Pigs, pigs, pigs. Yes, I did. I did that one on mine. I did that one on mine. (laughs) There's a tiny little small holding, isn't there? Just to the side of the road. Yeah. What is that about? It's like a small Um, farm. Thing. Yeah, I think it might be someone on someone that um that lives on one of the canal boats has got that small holding, I think. Or maybe a number what of them a life. Have. And that's extremely cool. If you live on a canal boat and nice. you've got a small like it's it, I mean, it's like a, a bit bigger than an allotment, but they've turned it into a sort of mini farm. And there's yeah. two big pigs there's, that are lovely. There are. They're quite furry from They're quite furry, they're um, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're really sweet. There are goats. <laughs> There are goats that smell really goaty that yeah, I find that off-putting I mean, on the way back. You can smell it coming, that bit of the canal park. Yeah. And I do find, I don't know if you find this at all, but um, when I've been running for a certain amount of time, or actually when I run all the time, the, the for me, my sense of smell is it feels like it goes up a notch. Oh, really? So, yeah. So I find... Um, and maybe my sense of smell anyway is because my, my, all my other senses are so shit. I mean, visually I'm fucked. Hearing mm-hmm. is going. Um, but smell, you smell mental. A supersonic. Yeah, mental. yeah. Yeah. Which means if I run behind anyone that's like even wearing deodorant, I want to just really? slap them as I go past. Yeah. I can't bear it. Interesting. Bear it. Mm. No, I don't know Do whether not- I, whether I get that when I run. I think my I think sense of smell though is one of my things that I'm a bit shit for. And especially since having COVID, sometimes it takes me ages to smell stuff. Like I can see mm-hmm. it and I can see the lines of smell coming off it. <laughs> but it takes me a while to do it. I remember Doug saying that once that he ate some brownies and he had a really bad cold and he could mm. t- he could feel that they tasted great, but just nothing came. And oh, I feel like worst. yeah, sometimes I still have yeah. that a little bit with with covidy stuff but so so you yeah. presumably when you get to that pigs goats chickens whatever yeah, else is there it, bit, that's you're nearly chunking I'm in a nearly different... chunking yeah yeah, yeah. Chunking. definitely if it's really goaty it what happily at the actually i ran past it this morning as well and it wasn't it the goats have been i think they've maybe they've moved somewhere else but it was the goat smell had had significantly reduced but you can still and the yeah. pigs are actually they're quite sweet smelling they're not they're no okay. pigs are not as smelly as people think no, and I they're like as clever pig. as a four-year-old or something pigs i've got a real soft oh, spot play, for pigs i love pigs they play mm. football i think they're amazing <laughs> so sweet it's so sweet <laughs> i just love those two fluffy ones they're just oh they seem to be always on yeah, good form they they're really yeah. cool i really love them <laughs> they're lovely <laughs> So the other thing I was going to talk about with the run, one, mm. there were two things. There were two things I was going to talk about. Mild incontinence, number one, okay. and two, two neighborly help. So the first one was that, yeah, I had a bit of a wee, um, <laughs> which tends to be happening slightly more frequently. Mm. So immediately made me think, right, okay, it's time to actually start doing the pelvic floor exercises. Doing them right now, um, whenever anybody mentions it. Like mention make- pelvic and lift and zip. Yeah. <laughs> do you know men have a pelvic floor? I think. Yes, they I do. I didn't know that until recently. 
So I know that only because um, the first time I heard of pelvic floor exercises, it was a bloke that was telling me who, and this was about 20 years ago, and he'd had, his wife had had a baby and she had little, she'd put little stickers in front of the sink and in front of her in the shower to remind her to do pelvic floor exercises um, after That's having a baby. Idea. Good idea. Um, but she the, she had quite ferociously turned around to him and said, I want you to do them too because I am not cleaning up after you when you're 80. And I was oh, like, oh, there you go. You can do this no, too. I wouldn't have thought. I would have just <clears throat> thought it was, you know, I suppose all of our stuff's on the inside. Mm. Th- this is really gross, but I wouldn't have, I would have thought it was on, you know, just hold, just hold it. <laughs> I wouldn't have realized. <laughs> you, you mean, if you squeeze the willy that no, we will yes, come out kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that that would be the way that you prevented that from happening. I wouldn't have thought that no. there were inside muscles that, w- that prevented yeah. that. I think it's the same. It's basically the same. It's basically the same. Sort of the same mechanics um, down yeah. there. So you have to kind of, in order to do a pelvic floor exercise for both a man and a woman, uh, you 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 lift and zip. You lift and zip. You you behave as if you're stopping a wee coming out. Yeah. yeah. So that's what it so, feels um, like for a bloke to stop a wee coming out. Flow. Yeah. Same thing. Weird. Because that feels okay. This is all way too, too much information on Monday morning. Yes. But it feels yeah. if you do that. If you if you yeah. do a pelvic floor thing and it feels like you're trying to stop doing it, then yeah. that feels where the wee would come out. Yes. Whereas for a bloke or for someone with a for a penis, then yeah. you're doing that. You're, you're but it's it's, it's disjointed. Of, it's, it's not. That's not where it's, it's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird to me. Doug was also telling me this the other day and I, 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 we had a bit of an argument about it because he was like, oh, I've got an, ex- sorry, this is really gross as well. He was like, blokes have got an extra bit before you wee yourself. I don't, yes, which I don't think that that, and I think what he was referring to is out the front then. <laughs> This is not this a bio- this, biology this safe for work. This episode, and we should have got an expert on if we were going to talk about urethras. I'm going to leave it there because I don't know what I'm going to say about that. But I was just like, no, that's not true. We also have yeah. that thing of when it when you feel oh, you know, like when a little yeah, bit of we yeah. nearly comes, but you can stop it in time. Yeah, and yeah. and I thought what he was trying to argue is that only blokes can do that because they've got a longer tube, and I don't think that that's quite. <laughs> true because i think we also no. can can stop it can feel it know. coming and then go Whoop. let me do some anyway, um, quick googling yeah. next oh, yeah, i have no idea i've no idea but i'd say that what because ha- so up until about i don't know maybe a week ago i thought of myself as being absolutely made of iron around the whole bladder area mm-hmm. and i'm beginning to realize that i'm as fallible as anyone else um <clears throat> and i'm trying to remember do you remember we did a podcast Oh God, it was months ago, um, possibly even years ago, where we were talking quite a lot about kind of weeing and running and stuff. Yes. And and I got onto one of my famous high horses and was talking about how, you know, okay, it's common, but it's not normal. But it shouldn't be, to, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So I wanted to remind myself of that, basically, and to remind everyone that's listening of that, that yes, wetting yourself as a grown woman is something that's really common, <clears throat> particularly after having kids, but not necessarily. Um, and and 
uh, you shouldn't have if to it accept happens... it as a norm, basically, no. isn't it? Because I think that's the thing: yeah. is that 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 expression isn't trying to make you feel abnormal for that happening to you. It is, mm. yeah, common, not common, not accepted, common. or common, not normal. Is common, the... not normal? Yeah, because it does. <clears throat> it otherwise, I think it, it makes us it... kind of like with lots of of issues to do with women's bodies it's just a way yeah. of sort of being like oh well get over it and get on with it that's what happens and it's like no yeah. there's we can there's, there's have stuff to that you can that do as normal there's, no you should not have to accept it and um and there is for most cases of of that kind of stress incontinence for most cases it can be fixed and I think loads of women don't realize that because mm-hmm. of all the advertising around kind of incontinence wear and incontinence pads and stuff like that because of all that advertising, which it, it makes it seem as if every woman 40 plus who's had a baby will basically have a little wee every time they jump on, on a trampoline. And that is yeah. not have to be the case at all. Um, and we can strengthen our pelvic floors in any number of ways. So um, so I'm going to try and strengthen my pelvic floor. Yes. And I'm going to tell everyone here and I'm going to hold myself accountable. And I'm, going I'm going to, to do stop the same being. thing. We talked about this, haven't we, that we would love to have a pelvic floor workout in the mag on the Ooh, website yeah. or something but it's just quite difficult to find um imagery <laughs> yeah. that can that can <laughs> easily <I know. laughs> explain the moves it's just a series of kind of like eyebrow movements isn't it rather than anything yes, it is. Is like... that maybe that's how we should demonstrate it because otherwise <laughs> yeah. it would just be a sort of anatomical drawing of a pelvis over and over yeah. again and i mean yeah yeah, I think it, maybe maybe it needs to be the facial expression you're pulling when you're doing the particular movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm doing it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> okay, we'll do it. Um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about was also that um, while I was running, and I, so my 20 mile run, and this is not the same for everyone, but my 20 mile run took me uh, three and a half hours. So. Uh, and this is my race. This is my race. I'm just putting it out there. That's how long it took me. That's I epic, know that some people though. do it in a couple would, of hours. I would describe that as epic. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it felt quite epic. Um, but my problem over the weekend was that Dave wasn't here. Yeah. And tell um, me more so, about he, that. Oh God. Right. Okay. I'm putting it out there. This is my story, and I am not equating this with anyone else's story. So. Um, everything's absolutely fine. Dave's not here because he's looking after his mum for a bit. And so it's a very, very temporary thing, but it's a temporary thing where we don't really know where the end is. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's fine, you know, during the week is fine and we're coping, but it just means that I have had to put in other resources in order to go for a very, like during the week, I've just readjusted. I'm doing much more running during the day. Uh, during the working day and happily with flexible working and stuff like that it's that's fine yeah Um, but for the long run at the weekend it meant that I had to it turned out I ended up using the favors of (laughs) of uh one two three four five neighbors maybe even six in order to look after two small children so that I could go for this massive epic run but you've um, got and such I'm, a lovely, and again, I'm not trying to say that therefore this means it's easy. It's all mm. it's all complicated when you're out of your usual routine, isn't it? Um, but yeah. I think that is such a lovely thing that you've got that you shouldn't feel guilty for relying on because you've built that lovely network, and you, you know you, you would do you've done the same, and you would do the same for lots of them. And yeah, I have this it, image it, of your neighbourhood like a sort of. <laughs> 
50s um, kind of advert for like a utopia that with <laughs> sort of people running around and sort of waving at each other and um, children playing in the, on, on the swings together or whatever. That's kind of what I imagine your it, oh road God, to I mean, be. I have to say it's bloody lovely and, and I am really, really lucky to be able to call on that kind of help and support and mm-hmm. it's been absolutely amazing. Um, but, it, it, you know, for the past week and continuing for the next couple of weeks, it does mean... So just talking about the one one small side effect of of just single temporarily single parenting, um, which is not the same at all as obviously full time single mm-hmm. parenting, which is completely different kettle of fish. Um, that just for this, um, it's made me realise that I have to adapt my training plan quite significantly because I can't do the things that I would normally do when there's yeah. another parent in the house. So I can't do my early morning boot camps. Um, and I can't go for a run before uh, work, school. Mm-hmm. Um, before school run. Yeah, um, so I can't do all those sorts of things. So it's are you it doing means, runs at lunchtime? I'm what I'm doing is I'm doing runs after school drop off. So I okay. drop them and then go for a run. So I'm still doing my running. The running is fine, but I've not. I've all my strength work has just fallen off a cliff. Yeah, because I need to be told what to do in person. And you can't do a video I, at lunchtime or something. Because mm-hmm. I do, I love that. a video at lunchtime. You do. I've don't got my you? leggings on ready for a video at lunchtime today. Oh, but mine, I feel like I managed to convince myself to do it um, because I think you've already tasted the joy, and I know it's not always joy, <laughs> but of boot camp. Whereas I've never really done anything like that. I've been to a couple of in-person gym classes pre-COVID and I didn't really yeah. like the group and I didn't really, in- I didn't really enjoy them. I didn't really find the right thing for me. Whereas you found a lovely in-person thing. That's a bit how I feel with yoga because I did used to go to a lovely yoga class that I can't really afford to go to anymore. Um, yeah. and that I stopped going to, I mean, it was years ago now I stopped going to it during lockdown and I sometimes find the same thing where I find it really, really difficult to motivate myself to do a yoga with Adrian or something because it's just not mm. quite the same. Um, yeah. And I yeah, think maybe I if that. you've all, you've already found what works for you, it's a bit like, oh, again, it's just out of routine and it's a bit kind of like, oh, that's weird. I wouldn't normally do that at lunchtime kind of thing. Yeah, it's that. It's mm. that. And, and you're right. Kind of wearing what you're doing is is absolutely spot on I shouldn't have come back from my run this morning and put my jeans on what I should have done is come back and like either stayed in my leggings or you know it's where if you're wearing it then you're your body and your eyes shame you into doing that's it. That's a right? big thing for me it forces <laughs> me if I if I stay because there was there was a time I'm still obviously an Udi queen and there was a time <laughs> remember in that weird year where we worked from home obviously the whole year actual 2020 mm. like peak pandemic remember we had that yeah. weird thing where we had like a um our company Christmas party was over Zoom and we had oh, yeah. awards for things and mine was for the for wearing the most like loungewear at work or something <laughs> There, I, oh, I honestly God. don't think I know bleak times I don't think I got out of my pajamas for like the whole of that which looking back now mental health crisis ensuing yes. but at the time yeah. I didn't really know that I had yeah. two and two together and I think now I can't do that I have to get up and as much as I will joke about being in my pajamas all the time because it is quite on brand for my personality actually <laughs> it's active wear all day which most of the time 
I mean, I'll just chill in, but it does yeah. force me. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. To be like, I haven't got the excuse of like, uh, I can't even bother to get, I haven't got time to get changed or whatever. At yeah. lunchtime, I'm already there in it. So I get up from my desk, I do a thing and then I'll have some lunch. That's and it's quite a, a nice thing. enforced lunch yeah. break too. Then I actually look forward to lunch break rather than just sort of letting it come and go without realizing that I haven't actually taken any time. Oh my God, both of those are such good points. And I think that um, particularly if I don't have to do any kind of in-person meetings or I'm not going, which mostly I don't. Yeah. Um, that there's, and, and because I'm so used to actually dropping the kids wearing, mm. wearing sports stuff, that, that what's the shame in picking them up wearing sports stuff yeah, as well? Yeah, no, not at all. You know? People will just be like, wow, you're so sporty. That's what everyone says to me and little do they know <laughs> that I've just been wearing it. <laughs> to go to Mackey's in. (laughs) So, well, look, I tell you what, we've not asked about, I've not spoken about your running. What's been going on with you and and your training? Well, I was just going to say mine has been quite on on that front, making jokes about wearing lots of active wear and doing nothing. I'm sounding very preachy about it, um, but I was really, really bad at sticking to my routine a bit last week. I went home for a couple of days, which was super lovely. But I just realize more and more and more as I get older that I'm a real creature of of habit. And I even just being in a different location, I found it really difficult. I brought my running kit home and stuff, but I found it yeah. really, really difficult to work that into what I was already. It felt like overcoming something, which it wasn't. Being like, right, okay, so I've got to set my work stuff up at home in my parents' sitting room and where I would. And, yeah. and that isn't what I would usually do do and so the idea of adding in more stuff felt too much it wasn't really and it was a bit of a lame excuse but it was just quite difficult to stick to my routine so that's why I'm wearing um my leggings today because I really do need to do either a run or a hit class or something today so that I'm doing something Mm -hmm. a bit get a bit sweaty and then I'm really trying to stick to my yoga um Though I hadn't really realized until I said that aloud to you today that I think I just find it so much more difficult to 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 stick to a yoga with Adrian thing, not ha- not doing a physical class anymore. So maybe yeah, I yeah. need to sign back up to doing a physical class. It's just an extra expense and like, bringing us full circle to the cosy lives. Life is yeah. just so expensive at the moment. And I, know, I don't know whether I, know. I can afford to do a do a a class but but yeah mine is I mean like I'm sure I've done a couple of bits since I we probably last recorded but Mm. the main the main development I think has probably been that I did less than I would have wanted to last week 
I didn't. So how oh, do and you? I, and I chickened out of my again of Bath Fit Fam. I didn't go to it last weekend because I still I haven't oh, had a weekend where Lex has been about, and I'm too scared to go on my own. So anyway, not it here was this weekend either. But I'm hoping the weekend right. after that. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was going to ask was then because at the moment you you have no goals in the diary. Do you I feel no like popping in one diary. in there? I would quite Do like you to want... pop one in there. What shape of goal would it be? Do you think? Um, that I wouldn't think be too awful. Rather than an event, I actually feel mm. like what I would really like to do is follow a training plan. I've never Ooh, okay. done that for nothing kind of thing. Mm. Like, you know, people do, I'm not saying it's nothing, but I've always had, uh, you know, gone in quite like peaks and troughs with my running. So rather than just like gently yeah. following something, I've been like, right, okay, well, I've got the half marathon in april or whatever so i'm going to chill for a month and not worry about it and like not force myself to run if i don't want to and then i'm going to go right okay back to the regime three times a week this mm -hmm. long run on this day blah 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 and i've never been i've never just like followed a training plan because it'd be quite nice to kind of for my mental health and for encouraging me mm -hmm. to get outside and stuff to to do that so like people do couch to 5k or something where the end goal yeah it might be a park run or a 5k race or something like that but quite often it's just like wanting to be just able to run the, 5k the time or the distance yeah yeah and I wonder if like starting from the beginning with just like doing a following a 10k training plan or something might be quite a nice mm -hmm. thing to do just for fun I think that sounds like a I think that sounds like a lovely thing to do would yeah. you do you think you would ever um like how do you feel about doing the bath half in October or is that uh, it has it has crossed my mind I can't remember mm. whether I told you that Lex and I watched the video for it the other weekend you said yeah, and we, had yeah. A, we had a little we had a little cry though we had also <laughs> had the mimosas at that point <laughs> so it could have been that um I'm I'm tempted I'm tempted I don't know why yeah. I'm being a bit non-committal about it I think it's just I got I got super anxious before Paris and we had lots of conversations and lots of lovely listeners wrote in and talked about the fact that they don't necessarily do races anymore or big events anymore and that they kind mm -hmm. of rediscovered that love of running by just doing stuff for themselves and I was looking at the conqueror challenges as well and I thought maybe I want to do something accumulative for the next little while I That's mean it's nice. ages till the bath half isn't it it's bloody ages yeah. it's October or something um, How would you feel about training for it and then doing it virtually? Would that feel less pressured? No, I think I would want to do it in real life if I was going to train uh, for it. I think I'd be too enough. tempted because it was so, yeah. it it was pretty great last year. I mean, yeah, maybe I should just oh, go for it. You're doing it, I don't you? want. To, I'm doing it. Well, I've signed up to it, but um, yeah. I don't. I, I really don't want to pressure you to do it because I, I absolutely don't want you to do something that you don't feel comfortable doing. But well, at the same time... I've got a bit of time, haven't I? Why don't I, I crack on with finding a nice training plan, following it, seeing how I get on with running three times mm. a week again, and then yeah. and then have a think about, about the bath half. I tell you what, most training plans are going to be two or three, aren't they? So Yeah, exactly, yeah. two or three times a week. But mm. I think um, one of the loveliest things as well is if you're doing that, if you're doing a sort of base training kind of or or 
10k training plan or something yeah which would be hopefully quite leisurely yes it's like a base training plan plan that's exactly what I want to do yeah and hopefully that'll just be kind of yeah just sort of compared to the the mileages and things that you were considering doing before Paris be quite achievable and immediately achievable and and kind of nothing nothing scary there what's lovely is if you're doing that when you start then if if you then think that you might do bath um and then so so I can't remember when that is I know it's October but I can't remember Mm -hmm. when it is so say you do like what a three-month training plan for a half is that about right it's probably about right isn't it yeah that's like 12 weeks so kind of say you started doing something beginning of July or yeah. you looked at the training plan beginning of July. Um, if you're doing this base training thing or, you know, just running two, three times a week or whatever, chances are you'll look at that training plan that starts. And I'll be like, um, oh, I already do be like, more than that. Oh, I, you know, yeah, exactly. You, 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 you probably won't even need to get into your training plan until like week six, week seven yeah. of, the, of that 12 week training plan. So that's a, quite a lovely feeling to have, I think. Yeah, I think that sounds good. The only thing I worry about when races are in autumn is that I te- like spring races are quite a good time for me. I know that sounds silly because you're running in mm. like nasty um wintry weather and stuff, but there's also never like huge amounts going on whereas I think maybe that's been a thing that's made me nervous about committing to the bath half is that we're going on a Taylor family holiday this this summer oh, you are. which I'm really looking yes. forward to and then um I've also got two friends weddings uh oh. there's just like quite a few bits that are in the calendar already and usually yeah. I wouldn't even be thinking about Ju- June July August yet but they've already a- there are already oh, yeah. a few weekends that have been blocked off for like a year or something um, oh god yeah you are it- absolutely right yeah yeah, yeah that I- summer I find it much more difficult to to have the yeah. time to do that long run yeah, I much preferred training in the summer, but that said, I remember the how how my training plan looked that I had blocked out these great big bits when I was yeah. on holiday, when we were away, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this this spring, although there's been bits, there's been like the odd, yeah, there's been the odd day or two, which have been, there was, you know, the Legoland weekend, for instance. Yes. Um, but, but, <laughs> but mainly but same with you. Yeah. It's like generally, oh my gosh, I haven't told you what I did this weekend. I'm quick interjection. Did I tell you about Do. this? That no. we we recorded an album, my choir. <gasps> yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing! It was oh, oh the my most god, was fun. this? At, at it Peter was. It was at Peter Gabriel's. It was at Real yeah. World Studios. Wow. Where Harry Styles has recorded. Uh, Beyonce has recorded. Someone no. there said they saw her in the car park. Shit. Not, uh, not oh on the god. day we were there, though. It was like five years ago or something that she recorded there. Okay. Yeah, it was. I felt so famous, but stuff oh. like that. That's what I was just thinking of. It's like there are there are yeah. bits like that that happen in this kind of time of year, but it's not like there's kind of you know you've got like weekends blocked out for the next three weeks or something, and that can happen to me yeah. quite a lot in summer. I don't know about you. Yes, it can. It can, and it might be. Mm. It might be that if you did want to do a half marathon, that the bath half isn't the one for you. That you maybe you choose one that's in November. Yeah, so that I got a little bit more time so, so the training is like in August because mm. I don't think there's anything happening in August yet. Um, no, yeah. So maybe okay. I can kind of keep that time a little bit more free. And I mean, I'm a bit more flexible with it now. I think that now that we run 
like you know we talk about our running all the time on the pod and like mm-hmm. it's much more of a part of my job as well as being yeah a part of that I think I'm a bit more flexible with like if I need to do it on a Friday lunchtime or something but I just it does you do feel guilty don't you when it gets up to those times of like two yeah. hour runs and stuff that it's like people are de- this isn't just I can slip away from my desk for half an hour an hour everybody yeah. is going to notice if I just am running around the streets of Bath and not replying to any emails for two hours on a on a Friday yeah <laughs> so. I know yeah but it is it is part of our job we have to talk about I mean as much as we want to talk about oh oh there was something I was going to talk to you about mm-hmm. um right <laughs> we need those bluetooth I headphone w- things don't we so that we can go hello yes send it o- <laughs> send it over straight away while we're running yeah. along like business <laughs> while women. we're running along yeah <laughs> like women in STEM. Yeah. Um, I uh I was sort of thinking um yeah that so this this Friday I think I might have to take some time off to do a run kind of thing but mm-hmm. but um so I was just thinking about this because we were talking um last week we were sort of saying to each other oh we need to have a new need to have a new bake off don't we we need to need to Oh my god up. yeah. <sighs> so I watched Bake Off stand up to cancer. Have you been watching it? <laughs> Oh my god, why wasn't this number one on our list of things to talk about? So I don't think I've watched the one that was last night. I've not watched that one. I've only watched the first one. Me too. With David Schwimmer. With David Schwimmer. Oh, David Schwimmer. (laughs) Let's discuss. Wasn't he? Not sure about him. (laughs) Doug thought he looked a little bit melted in the face. He did look weird. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I really came I round think you always to him. Have. Yes, I think he always did. You? Yes, I thought I I really enjoyed how earnestly he loved baking. <laughs> he was so I, serious about it. He was a he. I thought I what I was picking up on was some false modesty going on there. It was like you, you know think? because a lot of them. I mean, like Jessie, for instance, she'd never seen the inside of an oven. No, like she bless her she soul. <laughs> She was hilarious. And the fingernails. And she, the fingernails. Like, oh How, How are you going what? to need anything with those? <laughs> Bless her heart. <gasps> but yeah, she was oh. on the struggle bus from the beginning, wasn't she? She was. I did I loved all of the people. I really loved the, the Kiwi comedian. Yes. I saw her. She was in that lo- that brilliant TV series where she gets off with the famous um, guy at the bottom, back of the bus. This is like one of my conversations. Oh I have no, with Dave. I don't know this. Oh, what my auntie Penny does this, where she says, "Oh, you know, man in a in a lift with a white vest, no shoes on." That's <laughs> yeah. Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Auntie Penny yes, is, is famous for doing Penny's that as well. Pain. Yeah, um, but no, gets the, off with a famous the bloke at the back of the bus. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. Hang on a sec. It was. Uh, Oh God, what's her name? Kiwi comedian. What was her name? Did you recognize her at yes, all? Yes, yeah, but I recognize her because Rose. Rose within Matafeo. the Bake Off, um, it, I, I, I recognize her just from being a comedian. I think I've seen her do some like, you know, stuff like Edinburgh Fringe and things. Yes, yeah. Rose Matafeo, that's her name. Um, interesting Bake Off universe fact. I'm pretty sure that she <laughs> was going out with James Acaster and remember when no. he appeared on Bake Off, and it, it and he had a bit, he had a breakdown. Oh, and he had an awful, awful time on his Bake Off, and I'm pretty sure oh, that no, really? that she it was her that he'd broken up with the night before his awful Bake Off breakdown. So I thought that was I, interesting. 
interesting Ooh, themes um, that she, she appeared so, on her own and did very well. She did I very thought. well. Her so yeah. her TV series, which I loved, was called Starstruck. And it was You told it, me to watch that at the time. And I you never so did. Have to watch that. You okay, so, I'm writing so down that now love. that I need to watch it. Yeah, I'm she's writing down really, now that I need look, I'm literally doing this now, aren't I? She's brilliant. She's a chaotic woman in her twenties and she has this yeah, the, I mean it's it's the most it's it's really rom commy but really modern and has the most it's it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. Okay, it's I, would, a great I would definitely I, I really fell in yeah. love with her. I thought she was very sweet. Um oh, she's absolutely brilliant in that. I also loved um oh I adore Tom Davis with all of my heart. He was why I oh watched that God. one. He was wonderful. Yeah, have I liked you him. watched liked him, him in so Murder and have you watched Murder and Successful? No. Esther, it is iconic. He plays Ooh. a it's so yeah. it's like a kind of improv thing. It, I've never seen anything like it before. They tried to copy it for an American version, but I I didn't think it was very good. It only really works, I think, yeah. kind of very silly British humour and it's all very yeah. British the jokes and things but it's a um it's a a series where it's kind of a murder mystery and they get a celebrity guest on and it's all yeah. set in this sort of fake world called Successville he is a um I think Tom Davis's character is the only person who is a genuine character of his own everybody else is playing a celebrity uh, doing yeah. an impression of a celebrity but the celebrity has a different job so like his chief inspector is gordon ramsay for example and it's a guy doing <laughs> where he comes in and he goes oh fucking hell what's going on with this investigation and does a really hilarious gordon ramsay impression um and uh, <laughs> and um then the person who's murdered will always also be like it'll be daniel radcliffe but daniel radcliffe the jockey the famous jockey or something that right. it's, it's so silly yeah. it's so silly and then they'll get an act- <laughs> <gonna find> it. <laughs> it's so good and then they'll get an actual celebrity on to be the the you know the assistant to tom davis's inspector yeah. guy yeah. um and they'll have to solve the murder mystery together but it is the most bonkers stupid thing ever <laughs> and that it's all kind of improv so he will kind of purposefully get them to do things where they I don't know, have to do something very embarrassing or silly. and it, But it's so, so funny. And then at the end, they have to actually pick who they... They really do put clues throughout the episode. And then the celebrity will have to pick who they thought did the murder <gasps> of, you know, was it Arlene Phillips or was it like <laughs> Lenny Henry or something? It's so silly. It sounds unhinged. And it is, but it's so funny. And he is just iconic in it. And he keeps it together the majority of the time. But every so often... He can't quite hold it together, and it's he has a little corpse. Oh, I love extra that. Funny when he corpses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so good at it. He's so good, Esther. You'll love it. Please watch it and oh, tell me. Bless. I will. I will. I promise. I promise. So good. Well, I've put. I'll. I'll watch Starstruck now that I love Rose Matteo okay. because I'd only really heard of her um, as having gone out with James A. Custer and then seen him have a mental breakdown on Bake Off about it. So I oh. I wasn't necessarily expecting to like her because I love him and actually I loved her so much. She was great. If you watch Starstruck, you will love him so much more than James A. Custer. And I say that definitively because not only because the programme was really good, but also because I listened to, what's the podcast he does? Oh, the, the food one. Mm. Oh my God, I thought it was shocking. Did you? Yeah, and him, oh, I love him it. in particular, I thought I didn't like his voice, 
Maybe I have to get used to him. Yeah, I mean, um, he has got a very, he's got a very silly voice. It just wasn't really, it just wasn't a nice voice. And I didn't find him very <laughs> funny. Did he just you? wasn't I funny. Mean, I think, I, I, I think, I don't know. It is a bit chaotic there off menu podcast, isn't it? Like may, maybe it's a, maybe it's a watch the stand up, see if you enjoy the pers- their personalities and then that, what they yeah. bring to the show. But I do know what you mean. Some episodes are Im- amazing and I find I laugh a huge amount and some I think, what are they talking yeah. about now? What's going on? Well, well you know, I, a bit like I, this. Kind of like, it is a bit like this, I guess, <laughs> but like I thought that Ed Gamble was funnier and more together and I was listening to the Joe Cornish episode and yes. I think maybe maybe and there you was like Joe Cornish so I do but I don't like him as much as Adam Buxton no, so Adam Buxton is, yeah. there is an Adam Buxton episode of Off Many oh maybe I should just scroll that. back a bit but see yeah, yeah. see what, Anna yeah. Louis through all the the Holy Trinity <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so maybe maybe I'll do that maybe I'll do that look I tell you what we should talk about we need to talk about Park Run because we need we to talk about, about Park Run it's 55 minutes in I, I said this to you Esther emails yeah. me before the podcast this is our this is our roles I'm the James Acaster and you're the Ed Gamble you've got it together and Esther before we record will go what are we going to talk about come on come on come on we need to think and and I will be like, oh, we got loads of emails about Parkrun. Here we are 55 minutes in mm-hmm. and we haven't probably talked about any of the things that, that you carefully planned and that we, we have. We, we have. About. We've okay, talked we have. about all of them apart from Parkrun, but I know that you've got like a bazillion emails. There are so I'm many ranted. emails. So I'm terrified about these emails. No, I'm worried that don't. people are going to come for me. Don't worry. I, I mean, I'm not necessarily go, going to read them all out because we had so many. No. I just wanted to yeah. give you the general vibes back from it. And you don't need to be terrified. I think what happened that was that we actually sparked quite an interesting, it's groundbreaking journalism, I would argue, <laughs> because I think we sparked some quite interesting debates and people were quite divided but hmm. nobody has emailed us and gone, you fucking bitches. Unless they've privately. <gasps> That's what I was expecting. Yeah, they might have privately yeah. done that. No I, one's emailed us I and was, said that. I was expecting like, yeah, Mr. Park Run to just go, fuck when off. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also yeah. had that fear where as soon as I realised what we'd said on the episode, I was like, well, you know, that scuppers our chances of ever working with Park Run, doesn't it? However, yeah. I was thinking about yeah. it and I was like, you know what, I would love to. And then we can bring some of the thoughts and opinions of women to the experience because a lot of people agreeing, a lot of people agreeing with us that the stats have either put them off or have uh, a big one that lots of people were saying was agreeing with you in in the hold, in the kind of encouragement to kind of hold yourself to a to a standard each week and feel disappointed yeah. if you're either not beating a PB or not placing as highly as you were before in your age group or in the pack in, as a whole. Lots of people who felt that um, we had somebody who said that she'd struggled with anorexia before and that she she actually still does do park run, but she um, said that the stats was something that like she really struggled with because it it brought back this kind of competitive slightly unhealthy um, relationship with exercising and now yeah. most of the time that she runs she runs watchless timeless doesn't think about it just does it for fun um yeah. but obviously park run doesn't quite allow you to to do that a lot of people um kindly correcting me 
that there is a way to not have the stats um but not like an official way so you can just like have the barcode but then just like dump it in the um like not 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 scan it basically oh but they do they do want you they do want you to to, exactly so i think i think there's Mm. a let me just double check the person who has said that because um I mean, I, I have run before. Well, I've run park run with a friend who didn't have a barcode and she just didn't go through the funnel at the end. But they don't. Yeah. I know that they don't like that. They, they, they really don't like that. Yeah. OK, so, yeah, that is what people are saying. So people people mm. we had a few people say on social media and a couple of people email in to say um, that you collect your token, but just throw it in the bucket and don't scan it. I think, yeah, that is something that would I mean, it's definitely possible and it's a way around it mm. if you really want to do parkrun, but it's not, an, you know, it's not like you're invited to do that, is it? It's definitely the default yeah. and the norm that you would scan Yeah, it. and I, I think the thing, the thing to, to, on parkrun's side, I think the thing to kind of, to acknowledge is that parkrun is one of any number of different types of running in group situations you can do over the course of a week. So you could choose to run in a social running group where you just chat and you just do that for half an hour on a Wednesday or something. And then park run is your kind of tempo run. And so that you can sort of see it as that. And that's absolutely fine. And I don't, you know, I'm not denigrating park run in any way, shape or form. It can be a lot of things to a lot of different people. Yeah. But I think my argument is that what it's trying to persuade us that it is, is not quite what it is. Like it's trying to persuade us that it's massively... Yeah, it, yeah, it's just a, a community thing, and that was the kind of top reasons for people who defended parkrun because there were definitely people who love going. Mm. Um, and basically, what you've just said, I think, is what it comes down to. I think some people don't mind that there are people who take it very, very seriously and are kind of elite runners. Yeah. Some of the people have been those people in the past, or are those people now, and and don't and find it really, really helpful to have those those stats tracked for you and to help be held accountable. That was another top reason why people really wanted to go. Yeah. It's like yeah. every every Saturday morning, eight o'clock, you're getting up, you're going to park run, everybody knows that that's you know, that's that's in your routine and you don't have to yeah. think about that run. Um but for a lot of people as well, I think it was, this, you know, lots of people saying testosterone fueled, lots of people saying yes. people who almost physically elbow you out the way because they kind of consider their parkrun time to be more important than the community aspect of here are all these people that are running. And the majority of our listeners are people who enjoy the community aspect and go because it, you're running with lots of people and yeah. again, the the accountability thing. but um there are definitely people who've encountered people who are like who who clearly think of it as like this is where I'm going to run my 5k pb this week yeah yeah and yeah. i think that's where it gets confused because you actually can't just kind of go oh it's a lovely inclusive thing but also here's all these stats and yeah it's all quite serious and we've got a leaderboard and yeah you can i think there's something still that needs to kind of work out what it is about that as you've said because that is where if you are a community-based runner you do end up slightly suffering because you are pushed out the way or uh, either physically or metaphorically and Mm -hmm. it does feel a bit like it it, in some park runs again it's all so different isn't it that it it's a bit of a elites first and then it's 
you know. Yeah, and I think particularly because Bath only has one park run, you'd think that actually for the size of it, there should be more than one, mm. but there's only one. And it does, and because it's it's proximity to the university, you do get some speedy runners at the front. And we have maybe, we can, I mean, when I've done it, it there's been like 350, 400 runners, sometimes even mm. a bit more. So it can be really, really toppy. And the first sort of third of which are are kind of 20 minute 5Kers or, or less. Yeah. So yeah, it can feel it, there it, were less than 200 runners, I think. So also I yeah. think that didn't help. The majority of the people help. writing in are about are saying that there are sort of about 500 or so at their park runs, which I think is probably more normal. The one my yeah. mum does in Cheltenham has got like nearly a thousand, I think. Bloody I said hell. that wrong, but yeah, it, I'm, I'm, don't, don't quote me, but I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, yeah. And she's loved it. And she's a very gentle plodder. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's still dividing crowds. And I think there were lots of people that um, agreed and lots of people that disagreed. But mm. the most important thing was, I think it definitely got people thinking about Parkrun and whether there are ways that it can be like still a great space that you can like hit that pb or do whatever it is that you're trying to do but also like not leave behind a community of people who are just um wanting to you know it could be their first run ever that but they're just it it it, it should be that space that you feel kind of supported and um it's yeah. like an aided 5k in my opinion that's what i mm. would think of it as it's a 5k Maybe where they... you don't have to think about the route and there are kind marshals and there are yes, like that's true. people spurring you on I, I i think that's how it feels to me but everybody's got their own relationship yeah. with it as you said and that was also evident in people's responses to the conversation yeah and what goes what goes on in your head is just what goes on in your head so i i thoroughly agree that like as as we run round um our route that um, despite our giggles about thank you marshalling, um, that the marshals are all absolutely bloody lovely. All the volunteers yeah. are just wonderful. Um, the course directors are wonderful. Everything is really, and that does feel very inclusive and very cheering and very kind of enabling and all that kind of thing. So, but what's going on in your head is kind of is the um, the anxiety as you're running because of so many people around you and the stress that people are trying to do certain paces and then the email that you get afterwards, which is going to either make your day or fuck you up for a weekend. Uh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so it's, yeah. It's that, it's that sort of thing. And I, I wonder if there, but then, but you know, as I said, there are plenty of running groups out there to fulfill specific different Totally. Like if your local run just park isn't, run yeah, it's not going to be a fit for everybody. And if you are mm. super speedy, it might not, your local one might not be a fit for you. Not everybody, no. who go, it, you know, that's not the case with everybody's park runs. Like Esther said, that's kind of ours because of its proximity to a very sporty uni. Um, mm. But that doesn't have to be everybody's. And equally, if you feel like I do, um, that it is a bit unhelpful sometimes for making you feel a bit rubbish, then there are plenty of other groups like the Bath Fit Fan one that I keep chicking at, chickening out of doing. I've seen yeah. people do it with, you know, there are people with prams, there are people walking, like I should just bloody do that one. Yeah. And then, but then on top of that, there's, I mean, I know there are plenty of running groups that you can either pay for or are free. I mean, like there's, you know, this mum runs, we know does yeah. free, you know, but, but some people will feel excluded from that just because of the name. So mm. it's kind of, you know, it's, it's fine, but the I know. It's right thing for you, isn't it? And yeah, that's what, that's exactly. also what I hope 
that we can do at least with this pod is that even whether you're running on your own, whether you're running with a group, whether you're running a park run, that hopefully this can feel like a bit of a run club because it does for me. Yeah. I do, yeah, absolutely. We need to do more of that. I think we that's I think we have some plans afoot to make this feel like more of a community for you guys. Yeah. Because yeah, I definitely like whenever I'm it's I all about us, fun. which suits us yeah. very nicely, but <laughs> <laughs> it suits the two narcissists massively. It does, well, but it would be nice if it was more about everyone else as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you said, it's like, you know, when we did Paris, it was like that feeling, that that overwhelming hug like feeling from the community of the pod squad was so joyous and so uplifting um and so kind of you know it kind of it it almost felt there was a sort of almost religious kind of for the greater good feeling about it wasn't there like it was just like this is you know we were just we were thinking of so many other people along with our own legs that 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 was it was so great and and it's a feeling that we really want to share and want other For people sure. to benefit from. Yeah. That was lovely. So. That was exactly, that summed it all up really well. <laughs> Before we finish, Thanks. I have actually got one funny parkrun story because do I'm it. so sorry. Literally, we usually get, we do usually get a fair amount of emails from you guys, um, but it was it went bonkers. It was popping off. The phone was ringing off the hook um, after the parkrun episode. So I didn't want to read, I I read them all, but that's my little summary of everyone's thoughts rather than reading everybody's responses. But I did have one short story that I wanted to read to you. Yes, go. This is from, uh, Rachel, um, who again was weighing in on the parkrun debate, but she did have a little, little story that, um, that made me laugh. She said, I volunteered, I volunteered at parkrun once to give a little back. I thought this story might amuse you as it amused my partner. I'm too polite most of the time and I have a habit of attracting strange people. Hard relate from me. (laughs) (laughs) Another volunteer latched onto me. Like we were literally talking about last week. What was his name? The guy in the hotel lobby. Oh, Andy. Andy, (laughs) mad Andy. Um, Another volunteer latched onto me, talking to me about how his party trick was being able to burp continuously. I like that trick. I'm quite good at that myself. Are you? Okay, well, see how you feel about this. I tried to humour this person, but was relieved when when I had to go off to my Marshall point. (laughs) Unfortunately, he still he, the burper found me again afterwards and asked if I wanted to go for a drink in the cafe. I declined, <gasps> had a genuine yes. reason, but even if I didn't, it probably still would have been a no. He then mm-hmm. gave me his church's business card, which confused me, but I took it politely. Oh, he then walked with me while I headed for the car. I thought, <sighs> how am I going to shake this person? He then decided to show me his continuous burping skill. You can <gasps> imagine how much this pleased me. He couldn't do it. Instead, he repeatedly did lots of little single barely burps. <laughs> I had no idea what to say. He asked if I would be there the following week. Luckily, we parted ways because we need to go in different directions and I avoided that park run. <laughs> she didn't go oh back for ages. She, she has been since as an update, but um, she has, hasn't, hasn't spotted the, the burper oh. um, and the burper hasn't spotted her. So she's not had to interact with the burper again. But it literally oh put her God. off park run for ages. That, that that would genuinely put me off. He sounds like a total nutter. Like, yeah, oh I can't God. even do it. Come on. If you're going to burp, burp the alphabet <laughs> <Yeah>. or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, How would you, as a grown-up, like, I, like this is something like Ted talks about with his, 
you know, he'll come back and say, oh my God, you know, Charlie can burp bur- the alphabet. Now, he's talking about a 10 year old. Yeah. As a grown up, I don't think, and you know, I, c- I can do a fair bit of the alphabet, but I still don't think I would go up to a complete stranger and say, no, I'm not sure it would be the first, first of my skills yeah, yeah. that I would want to share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, also, you're at a f- park run, aren't you? Like, you know that you can yeah. both run five kilometres. That's probably where Just to start, maybe, if maybe you want to make a friend. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Ooh. start there. Well, you know, shout out to yeah. the burper. Thanks, Rachel, for the story. <laughs> and shout out to the burper if he is listening. Um, but maybe have a bit of a maybe try. practice. Either have a practice or try some a different tact. I don't yes. know. Maybe yeah. find a new party trick. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Wiggle your ears, something. Something well, less yeah. intrusive, audibly, yeah. I think. Maybe thing, burping yeah. isn't it's isn't like, your isn't quite your skill. And maybe have a little practice <laughs> before you're going to brag that you can do it and then it's barely burps. <laughs> Anyway, that I love made the fact me chuckle. That it feels like you're more distressed about the fact that he couldn't do it, and I'm more distressed that he wanted to do it in the first place. Yeah, I, it, the bit that sent me was that he couldn't do it. I was laughing, but, and I was kind of relating because I was like, this is a bit like me. I don't know why, but I just always end up talking to the most bonkers person in the room. Um, and it, like when I met a bloke who said he was a world champion darts player. <laughs> And he wasn't. He was so shit at darts. And he was telling me that he he his wife was a was a underwear model and he met her on Christmas Day and married her on Boxing Day or something like that. Anyway, I always end up meeting those people or Mad Andy, for example. And um yeah. I so I was just relating and then it was the fact that when he actually tried to do the burps that he couldn't do them that tipped me over the edge and made me laugh so much about that story. I read that one to Doug actually. That was that was that made the the cut. Oh my god. I mean that's quite that's high praise indeed. <laughs> we both had a little laugh for a while. Oh, oh my god. Right, I'm I've, off to yeah. practice um my, burping? my burping. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so you should. Yeah, and I'll I'll come back and demonstrate the fact that I can get to at least D. Yes, okay. I? Let's <laughs> let's circle back <laughs> on this circle back. next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including behind-the-scenes newsletters and free access to monthly live chats with me and Holly. For just £6 a month, you can listen to our bonus Extra Mile podcasts too. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.